today on NC3. The crew's back, baby. They go over what they've been up to the last two months and discuss all the new card ladder features. Ooh, it's good to be back, baby. Right now on SCC. Welcome to episode 32 of Sports Cards Culture. I'm Chris, Instagram Chris underscore HOJ. I'm here with Josh at Cardboard Chronicles, Christina at Christina's PC, and Nick at Stiff Arm Wax. Let's catch up. It's been two months since we last recorded an episode of Sports Cards Culture, and quite a bit has happened in that span. Uh, Nick recently created Card Ladder's four-part documentary about the National Collectors Convention in Chicago. It's gone over quite well, and I hope you don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it's probably one of the best pieces of sports card content ever made. Take us behind the scenes of making this documentary. What was your vision for it? and did it play out the way you expected? Uh, well, thank you very much. Those awful kind. Uh, honestly, once I'm done with the project, I pretty much block out <laughs> all... So you don't remember much, basically. I feel fortunate to be able to contribute to all the... There's super talented hobby content creators. So to be able to put like a project up there with all their stuff. So yeah, I just want to add to the, to the scene and really focus on the people that drive the hobby you know and give it like a nice story of what happened at the national and who knows there may be another little uh documentary from something in january i don't know if we need to cut this but <laughs> no we can we can continue well christina cast out of the bag what's he talking about he's talking about january 28th through 30th we are partnered with collectible and img and bullpen la to bring the hobby the mint collective you can go to the website and pre-register now it's going to be an amazing conference trade show collectors event not to be missed in vegas january 28th through 30th the weekend of the nfl conference finals so it'll be a great weekend to be in vegas and fun will be had by all if you can't tell christine has been putting a lot of work into this <laughs> So we'll have more information on it as the date nears, but start preparing now. January 28th. Okay, uh, Josh, please recap your experience, or unless you're like Nick and you just block everything out, which <laughs> I'm kind of that way too, but please recap your experience at the National as well. Uh, we haven't really had a chance, any of us, to share our experience at the National yet. We just put out the documentary, but we haven't really reflected. So what do you say, Josh? How was the National? Yeah, first of all, happy to be back on this show. I've definitely missed it. It's fun filming this with you guys, and we always have fun with it and make great content. Uh, I didn't block it out. I just forgot it. It was so long ago, man. Like, that that was ages ago. It was only I, two I mean, months. It was only two. Does it, isn't that crazy? Two months in the card world is like a year in, in a normal person's life. So it's, it's been a while. Um, I just, you know, I just, I keep saying this, I've said it on, on the crossover and other places, but it, the national is just, it's always about the people and everybody I got to meet, especially this national, because I feel like the hobby is just so different now than it was two years ago with the last national. So, you know, it was, all, it was just like all these new businesses that have established established themselves, new content creators, new, you know, friends that we've made in the hobby. So to kind of like be there to see it all in person, I think was really important this year. And, you know, us moving hopefully away from this pandemic slowly, by, slowly but surely. And, and this was another step towards that. So it was great to see everybody, um, you know, strengthening existing relationships and, and meeting new people is always great. And, you know, like, 
we've seen the prices go so insane over the last two years. So to actually see some of these deals actually happen for real and not just like, you know, assuming they're, they're fake behind the scenes because they're online, but seeing them in person and seeing how excited people are to make some of these massive, massive, you know, 10, 20, $50,000 deals was, was, was pretty incredible. Christina. Yes. Favorite moments. Oh, wow. Goodness. Um, crossover live from the main stage at the national. Oh, what? That yeah. was your favorite moment. Why? Wow. Why? I don't know. It just it came to your mind. It was it there was ca- something yeah, it about came, it. It immediately came to my mind. I yeah. don't know. I think it was it was getting to see a lot of people that are usually behind the screens in chat in person and like having them there with us. We were all just I don't know. It was just all laughing and having a good time. Okay, Josh, let me throw that question over to you. What was your favorite <laughs> uh, moments at the National? I'm kind of a sap. I like the the smaller moments. You know, I, 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 there's a lot of big moments and like, you know, we were pretty heavily involved and, you know, we were on stage and stuff like that. But I just always like the little small interactions. So just like the, I guess just like the moments where we were all kind of around the booth, like when Nat and Grant and Jake were there and we were all just sort of like having fun chatting about like different random 90s cards and stuff those are always my favorite kind of moments getting to meet arena design in person yeah that yeah that was when she was amazing. there too that whole like 20 minute you remember that it was like nat yes. came jean came yeah and then like a bunch of uh collectors that we we chat with a lot were all there and it was just kind of a, a good like 30 minute window chris what was your favorite uh well, nick what was yours no <laughs> yeah you gotta go i nick, think about geez. it uh you know, for some reason, the thing that came to mind was that dinner that we had. I think it was Friday night. And uh, and then afterwards, I remember go, dr- stopping at the gas station and Rodman had to hop out to get real beers. Oh, the night I wasn't invited to dinner. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's the night they're talking about. His favorite night was, was the night away. Was the night he did not spend with me. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I can't. I hate answering these questions. He wanted. He wanted. His favorite night was his bromance dinner with Josh. By the way, <laughs> I did not say that was my favorite. I said it was the most memorable. Did I not? Okay. Well, then he didn't answer the question. But yeah. Nick, did you have a favorite? Well, for me, having a camera in my hand since like thirteen. Anytime I on camera get like moments where I know like this was great when we were with a G and he was showing us his cards and that was when I was busy editing most of the day I only came to the national for the very end for that panel with collectible then uh so I was like something like needs to happen today you know we need to film something to, for some content we never had somebody just display all their cards like that and I've seen videos of people in hotel lobbies doing that so it's like a perfect setting a perfect and it's just like we everything just kind of felt like it perfectly like manifested in those moments where it's like yeah. something it. so good it's like all that stuff something good happened right before that too you got your grades back on your cards that was oh, yeah. a that was a fun moment as well it's always great getting grades back it's been over a year basically since we got any grades back okay let's transition a little bit here it's been two months since we've spoken to the sports cards culture audience josh what has been your sense of the hobby over the last two months would you say we're in a good place right now could we be doing things better 
Yeah, I think um, you know the expectation was that National would like spring us forward into this massive jump up in in prices and stuff, and I you know I don't I don't think that necessarily happened. So I think my sense of the hobby now is that people have kind of tried to figure out where they fit in. You know, after seeing other people and where they fit in at National and meeting people, they're they're probably going back and trying to figure out like what niche do I belong to. So I'm seeing a lot of different new sets pop up where people are becoming interested in, in new like random different things and trying to figure out like what they're going to collect and you know I'm still seeing a lot of the more common high population stuff continue to go down and we're seeing that on a lot of our indexes and the rare stuff is just blowing all records out of the water every single day so to me that just kind of says that people are looking for their own part of the hobby looking for the rare stuff that gets them more excited and you know we're, we're moving a little bit away from like the more investory type stuff um, and so that, that's kind of my sense of the hobby right now definitely now, what about you? What have you been up to in terms of collecting? Any specific pickups of late that you care to mention? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing. You know, I was kind of speaking for myself and also what I'm seeing from others. But, um, you know, going back to my, my Penny Hardaway collecting, I've, I've picked up a few Penny Hardaway cards I've always wanted. Um, one that I owned before that I desperately wanted back. It was like my number one regret. I was able to get that back, the uh, 97 PMG Championship. Um, middle universe so that was a big card it's still at my the exact one that i did own i graded it myself and i just i went back to the person who had it and was like i need this thing back and trying to find like cheaper lebron stuff is is hard uh honestly it's very hard so i'm you know everyone's on this like prism craze so i'm looking at like tops chrome stuff again trying to find like some of the older stuff wait let me ask you how hard was it to get back the penny pmg champ did you have to pay many many multiples more than you sold it for yeah about three three x okay <laughs> that's not bad two that's years not... ago i guess yeah and was not your bad. was your offer well received or you know i mean that can be awkward like i sold you this card i know you still have it i was there any chance i could get it back did that was it smooth or did it take some convincing well i sold it to someone else and then that person sold it to this person and i i had like followed the the trail anyway so i, I kind of like knew where it was and always had it in the back of my mind that i wanted to go get it back but i had to trade him another card you know he's a collector he, he's a really high-end 90s collector as well so it wasn't easy to pry it away i had to we had to put a high value on it and then my trade you know i had to lower the value on mine a little bit and add some cash but we got it done nice little look behind the curtain at the mind of a collector who knows exactly where a card that he sold years ago travels from went from point a to point b to point c christina so much has happened since two months ago so much we were in las vegas for the industry summit a week ago we went to the wisconsin dells card show about a month before that Mm -hmm. and very recently we visited casey's finest a card shop in kansas city we've been everywhere a card shop in louisiana and a card shop in louisiana no doubt okay so how has the hobby been for you since the national the hobby's been great i've been really enjoying where we are taking card ladder and the next steps we have coming um things projects we're working on uh and partnerships and things a little teaser right there sprinkled in um i i've just been having i hope you keep that in the fucking shell that's gonna be the thumbnail all three of you guys doing the <laughs> The, the Josh to hood. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, good. Good. Oh, you guys are awful. <laughs> the three of you. That's actually a great segue to the next topic. Thanks. Yeah. Save me from this. The next topic is new features at Card Ladder. I actually couldn't believe how many things we've done in the last two months on Card Ladder. Uh, tons of new features. I'm going to list some of them. Some of the more basic ones first. Saved search history. Your eight most recent searches on Card Ladder are now saved for easy access. They automatically appear when you put your cursor in the search bar. Boolean search functionality. You can now perform sophisticated searches of Card Ladder's database using Boolean search terms. So you can remove terms from the search. So if you don't want those gold prisms to come up when you're searching, just minus gold and you will not see them. Uh, you can also combine keywords. So if you want to search prism or optic of a given player and you want both results to display, parentheses, prism, comma, optic, and parentheses, and you'll get both results. Lots of powerful stuff you can do with that. Three, you can now include cards that you own a fraction of in your collection. That's good news to people who participate in fractional ownership as well as people who just have arrangements with others and they own 50% of a card. It's, it's now much easier to track those. We have a system in place specifically catered to that. Four, you can now add backside images to cards in your collection, which I've already done for all the cards in my collection. Five, you can now add custom card images to a card in your collection rather than using the generic image in the card letter database. Okay, so those are just like, those are the, the precursor to the big features that we've rolled out. Probably the biggest feature, or I don't know, these are all, all the ones we're about to mention are pretty big. We now have total market indexes for every player and card ladder. So before, when you last talked to us, we had like one index in card ladder, the card ladder 50. We now have over 1,500 indexes in card ladder, an, an index for every player. And each index is, in fact, total market, so it includes every card of the player, so long as that card is sold at least once in the last six months and twice in the last year. And it covers a player's all-time sales history going back to 2004. Very powerful data set now at your fingertips. Josh, how have the card letter player indexes been received by card letter users so far? Yeah, I think it's been received really well. Uh, I think uh, it's, it's really great to be able to see you know, to narrow down a, a performance of a, an individual player and uh, drill into the all-time sales graph or, you know, the index graph and see how they've done over time. Because it's kind of surprising, you know, you're you're kind of surprised to see certain players that have maybe done more well recently than you may have thought or, you know, took a while to build up to where they are. There's all these different things that you can look at over the, the span of time and it's pretty interesting. Um, people are using it primarily to value specific cards because that, that's really been the, the main purpose of the, the index thing is we're able to use those indexes as pinpoints of value at specific points in time in the past and relate them to other cards. So we've been able to use that pretty successfully. The, the player index has always been a, a long play for us now that we have our database built up to this point we're able to use a lot of that data to our to our advantage and and get a lot more accurate with our pricing of cards so i think that's how people have been using it for the most part look at that perfect segue into my next feature we now have the feature that josh was describing which is called card ladder value and it is assigned to every card in the card ladder database basically we take or we we took our predictive pricing methodology 
to a new mm-hmm. level of sophistication. Like Josh said, we basically use each player's total market index and the last comp of a card to create a price estimate for that card. And we then publish the accuracy of those price estimates every day to the dashboard. So there's a an accountability mechanism. Uh, but really more so that's a guide so that users can roughly approximate how much credence they should give to card letter values. So make sure to check the dashboard to see how accurate card letter values are from day to day. Christina, we are involved in researching and adding cards to card letters database every day. How cool is it that you as a researcher, you're adding cards to the database and then you instantly see a card letter value assigned to every card, even if that card hasn't sold in years. So cool. Very cool. So cool. Now let's take a small detour for a second and talk about some of the sets that you've added to Card Ladder recently. Yeah. You added every Kaboom, uh-huh. your favorite set. No. You've also added every Aurora insert. Yep. What has been your favorite set to add to Card Ladder? It would have to be rookie prisms and rookie like and young guns. Um because that is the foundation for the player index and everything gets built on really those key rookie cards. And what projects are you currently working on? I'm currently working on downtown. Nice. Yeah. Uh optic downtown football. Very is good. Where I am currently all right and last but not least let's go over two final features beyond card ladder value itself we also now give you two ways to use price modeling on your own as a user of card ladder first with the click of a button you can assign a value to any card that you upload to your collection even if that card isn't yet in the database and then second you can use the price check feature. To get a price on any card in seconds, just type in the player's name in a previous comp and you'll get a price. Card Ladder software does all the work for you. Okay, Josh, final question of the show. Talk about giving users access to this software, whether it's for their collection or a quick lookup of price. Talk about how that means that Card Ladder users have the power to now price any card. What does this technology mean? for the hobby? Well, first of all, none of that power is possible without the year plus of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears from you guys adding cards and vetting millions and millions of sales because the whole thing, all of Card Ladder is built off of those, that massive data set of accurate, vetted, highly, you know, scrutinized data set. So in order for us to even get close to where we are today, we had to go through that. And you guys have, have done a tremendous job doing that. So hats off there for sure. And uh, it's really just at this point now, I'm just I'm just the software guy coming in and like automating as much as I can based off of all of your hard manual work <laughs> and, and taking some of the glory as it were. But um, no, it's, uh, it's great because people can use that massive data set to run very quick calculations on their cards and get pretty accurate pricing we've i've heard i've had a lot of people reach out saying like you know they punch in the card assuming it it's going to be wrong just because they have no confidence in some of these things and they're like damn it's like it's like right on the money that's about what i would have guessed and so it's cool to hear that um and i'm i I was kind of laughing at uh some of the features being read off because i'm like nick where 
after I've built it, I'm like totally moving on. These are these are like month old features. We've had this for so long. People, users have been loving this for a while. I'm already on to the next thing, and I'm looking at how we can expand our data set even further, uh, in, in a in a much bigger way. So like the the next thing coming is going to be much bigger. So go ahead and, and do your segue thing. That's it. That's amazing <laughs> because that's that's what I wanted to tease. We have a feature waiting in the wings. It's already done. It's the biggest feature card ladder has ever done and probably ever will do. It's a game changer. That's all I can say. Uh, we will be releasing it soon. And, um, man, it's a very important feature for the hobby to have. It's it's that big. It's bigger than card ladder. Uh, okay. That's going to do it for this week as we ease back into things. We've got plenty to talk about in the coming weeks. Please subscribe to the Card Letter YouTube channel and make sure that we will see you next week. Thanks for watching. Tell us in the comment section below what the crew should cover next week and don't forget to subscribe. See you next time at SCC Sports Cards Culture.